You're listening to Monster of the Week with Timothy from Prodium, and this week we are talking about actually one of my favorite monsters, and that is the Dragon Turtle. I love the Dragon Turtle so much that I think I'm just going to rededicate the entire podcast to the Dragon Turtle. Week after week, it's just going to be Dragon Turtle after Dragon Turtle after Dragon Turtle. It's going to be turtles all the way down. But for real, though, I do love the Dragon Turtle a lot. Would anyone care if I just talked about Dragon Turtles for the rest of the podcast? You can find the Dragon Turtle on page 119 of the 5th edition Monster Manual. The Dragon Turtle is a gigantic sea turtle that is also delightfully a dragon. Not a chromatic or metallic dragon, but its creature type is dragon. Yeah, they're basically big, intelligent, gold-loving sea turtles, and uh, that's awesome. We love a dragon turtle here on this podcast. I'm very excited to talk about this monster that I love. Mechanically, they are a CR-17 gargantuan dragon, like I say. They have a 20-foot move speed, but then also a 40-foot swim speed. They have great strength and great con. Uh, They have average pretty much everything else for ability scores. They have good dex, con, and wisdom saves, though, similar to what you'd see on a proper dragon. They have resistance to fire, which we'll talk about in just a second. As well as dark vision, they speak both aquan and draconic, but not common, which I think is really fun. They are amphibious, which I think is weird if they're a turtle, because turtles are not amphibious. And then for actions, they have multi-attack with a bite and two claws. They also have a tail attack that they can substitute in for the claw attacks. The tail attack, if it hits you, you make a strength saving throw or you are pushed 10 feet and knocked prone. But most excitingly, the dragon turtle does not have a fire breath. No, it has a steam breath which is basically just a fire breath, but it doesn't deal half damage if underwater, which I think is awesome and super flavorful, and we'll talk more about. Yeah, that's the dragon turtle. Really awesome concept, kind of a simple monster, and you know how I feel about those. We will get into all of that in a little bit. First, we're going to talk about the dragon turtle's history in Dungeons & Dragons. The Dragon Turtle does appear in the first edition Monster Manual, and the art for the Dragon Turtle is kind of interesting because it depicts basically a sea turtle with, like, a dragon's head, sort of, like, long neck and all, which looks a little odd. It also describes them as living in large rivers, which is a funny idea because of how just massive they are. First edition also introduces this mechanic that persists all the way up to third edition, I think, where they have this percentage chance of capsizing ships if they kind of, like, surface beneath them. Again, a cool image, but a little bit specific, and you just roll a percentage dice. It's a 95% chance to capsize a small ship or a 50% chance for a large ship. I guess this is a good thing because it feels like they're sort of suggesting the type of encounter that you should run, but at the same time, it's a little weird that that's its own mechanic. We'll talk about it more in a bit. 
Now, second edition, of course, maintains this idea, but does get a little bit granular. They talk about ship lengths. So, you know, if the ship is over 20 feet long, then it's this percent. If it's over 30 feet long, it's this percent. Probably the rules are somewhere else, but you have to imagine that capsizing was maybe a thing that was covered in second edition. Like, they don't really say what that means. So much of the Dragon Turtle stat block is given over to this idea of capsizing, but then again, there's no explanation anywhere in the rules for what capsizing would, like, do, besides flip a boat over. In 2nd edition, dragon turtles are also described as the most beautiful, awesome, and feared creatures in the water, which, you know, agreed. They do appear in 3rd edition's Monster Manual as well, with most of the same abilities, but they are not nearly as fearsome as they are in 5e, only CR9, which really kind of surprised me. That was where I was first introduced to dragon turtles, and I always liked them, but for some reason I didn't know that they were intelligent. Knowing that they're intelligent is much, much cooler and makes them a lot more interesting of a monster. The capsize power, like I said, is still here, so much so that I wonder if we need to include something about it in our 5th edition version. And lastly, in a stunning betrayal, my beloved 4th edition never made the Dragon Turtle. I don't understand how this is possible. This edition turned everything into a monster. The Dragon Turtle is very clearly a combatant, and they just never did it? That's baffling to me. Where's my 4th edition Dragon Turtle? I will say, after the Lich episode and the Dragon episode, it does make this one a little easier on the runtime. And that's the relatively simple history of the Dragon Turtle in Dungeons & Dragons. Not an especially storied monster, but again, one near and dear to my heart. And coming up next, we're going to talk about why I like the Dragon Turtle so much, at least in 5th edition. I mean, at this point, it should come as no surprise what my first thing about the Dragon Turtle is, and it's just that I like them. I think they're just a really cool monster. There's a, there's a scale and a grandeur to a Dragon Turtle that I really like. I love aquatic monsters, and I love how a Dragon Turtle would interact with, like, a vessel or a ship. Like I was saying with the capsizement, it immediately suggests a kind of encounter and a situation in which you would encounter the Dragon Turtle. And sea monsters are just such a primal part of the human psyche that I, I always love them. High on my list of favorite monsters. Not really a good positive point, just that I think they're really neat, and I like them, and I want more dragon turtles. My second thing is, again, a little more conceptual. I do love that they are dragons. I think it'd be very easy to say that they are monstrosities or something, and that, like, they are called dragon turtles because they are large and scary. But no, they are a type of dragon. And it begs this question of, like, what is the relation there, right? Like, how does this creature exist? It doesn't, they don't have the magic necessarily that other dragons do, but they are still technically members of the dragon family, which supposes, like, an evolutionary thing. As I mentioned, I also loved discovering that they are intelligent, which I didn't discover until 5th edition. And what's more, they are exactly my favorite kind of intelligent dragon, where they are sentient, but they're not particularly smart, right? They are motivated by gold and treasure, and otherwise they kind of want to just be left alone. I am a little weird about my dragons and that I like that kind of old medieval European Smaug idea of the dragon being sentient. You can talk to it, but they're not particularly smart and they're often arrogant or vain. That's kind of my platonic ideal of the dragon. And I like that the dragon turtle plays into that, but also does not fall prey to any of the kind of moralizing alignment bullshit. The dragon turtle is neutral. It's a rare example of a dragon that doesn't have its alignment already stapled to it based on its scale color. 
And then lastly, we gotta talk about how cool the steam breath is. It feels like a more modern idea, but no, it's all the way back at the very beginning. It is such a fun way to do an, an interesting like aquatic take on the fire breath. It is completely unique. No other monster seems to have a steam breath like this. And I love that it's like a nice sly dodge around the fact that they're mostly underwater. It doesn't have any cool mechanics necessarily. It is basically just a fire breath, but I still think, but it still has a lot of cachet because it's flavorful and it's unique. You're not gonna find any other monster with a steam breath power. And those are the things we like about the 5th edition Dragon Turtle. Next up, we're going to have a couple of criticisms. But again, they are just the most beautiful, powerful, and feared creature of the ocean. So what negative things could we possibly say about my sweet turtle baby? So my first complaint is that I kind of think their CR is too high, weirdly. CR 17 is such a high level monster that you're unlikely to encounter it until very late in the game. I definitely think big ones like this should exist and possibly even of higher CRs, but the Dragon Turtle is a relatively simple monster and it feels to me by the time a party can face something that's CR 17, they're going to be able to just like walk all over it. I don't think that its mechanics really represent a CR 17 threat, but I also think it's a monster that is cooler to face when you are much less powerful, right? Seeing a gigantic turtle like this, by the time you're 17th level, you're not going to be that afraid of it because you fought beholders and mind flayers and all kinds of stuff. Ironically, I think if you lowered the CR to like 11 or 12, maybe 13, I know that's not a huge change. I think the ideal level to encounter a dragon turtle is like five or six, where it should seem massive and threatening and a big problem. But I think a lot of DMs aren't going to include it because they see CR 17 and they say this is too powerful. By the time it's an appropriate challenge, it doesn't seem threatening anymore. As always, I think the action economy is pretty busted here. I don't necessarily think that they need to have legendary actions, but just with no bonus action and no ability to pin down other characters, the Dragon Turtle is just going to get absolutely mobbed in combat. The Steam Breath is cool, but it's pretty much the only thing that's got going for it. Plus the tail like knocks you prone, which I think is odd because you're most likely going to fight it in the water or maybe like on a ship. But even then, if you're on a ship, it's like, how is the tail just neatly knocking you prone and not snapping masts and crushing the railing? You know what I mean? It, it kind of is a weird weak sauce power for a CR-17 monster to push you 10 feet and knock you prone. It should definitely push you. It should definitely throw you. But it just doesn't come across as very powerful. So again, action economy is really biting the dragon turtle, but I don't necessarily know that legendary actions are the solve for that. I love a dragon turtle, but maybe they're not necessarily a legendary threat. And then lastly, I thought it was very strange they don't seem to have Siege Monster. With all the text that was put in about them capsizing ships, you would think a giant sea monster like this would be able to just wreck a ship. Even the art in 5th edition shows a dragon turtle about to bite the rudder off of a tall ship, and they don't have any ability to interact with ships at all? Like, maybe capsize is too far, but at least give them Siege Monster, something to suggest that they go after ships. Come on. So let's then talk about improvements. What are some ways we could make the Dragon Turtle a lot more effective? Now, before we go into this, I should say that Fizban's Treasury of Dragons actually does a great service to the Dragon Turtle and stats them out like a proper dragon, right? They give them the ability to cast certain spells. They have an, an adult version and an ancient version. And the ancient version even has Fizban's kind of uh, improvement to legendary actions called mythic actions, right? So I actually think that they do a relatively good job of improving and updating the Dragon Turtle. 
I'm going to try to keep my ideas separate from the ones that are there, but that's actually a pretty good dragon turtle. They also include lair actions and legendary actions for both the adult and the ancient dragon turtle. So I think that's great, and that's a very, very nice job. It's a rare example of wizards actually looking back on their own monster design and saying, you know what, this needs to be beefed a little bit. But if we were going to improve our own version of the dragon turtle, what would we change without necessarily going to fizzbands? So definitely, I think Siege Monster is a, is a shoe-in. I like the idea of them having some sort of a capsize ability, putting it back in. It's such a part of the monster's history. It's been in literally every other version of the Dragon Turtle. I understand their hesitance to have some kind of an ability that's tied to, like, a vehicle, but I think it honestly being maybe even a sidebar, right? Like, this is an ability you can choose to give the Dragon Turtle if you know it's going to interact with a vessel. I think that's perfectly fine and appropriate. I know I'm kind of against sidebars in general, but this one does seem pretty specific. There are instances in which you could use a Dragon Turtle where a ship is not involved, although I would argue those are vanishingly few. How exactly capsize would work, I don't know. There are a lot of complicated vehicle rules in 5th edition you might have to navigate. As much as I gave it shit, there is something kind of simplistic about there's just a percentage chance that it pushes it over, but you really probably want it to be based on the Dragon Turtle's strength, not just random chance. My second improvement would be I would love to see a lower CR version of the Dragon Turtle. If you're going to kind of follow the Fizban model and say, here's an adult and here's an ancient, let's see a young Dragon Turtle, right? Something closer to like CR 10 or 11. That way the characters could encounter one at lower levels and maybe have a little bit more of an interaction with it. Honestly, the idea of like Dragon Turtle hatchlings is kind of cool too, considering that like we as a culture know a lot about how sea turtles lay their eggs, right? And the babies crawl out and run for the ocean. The idea of an encounter with a bunch of Dragon Turtle hatchlings, I think is actually kind of neat. So I would love to see some lower CR versions of the Dragon Turtle. In fact, we may design one on our Thursday stream. And my last improvement would be some way to kind of deal with the action economy problem, right? I would suggest, without going overboard, maybe a swallow, maybe like a, uh, a something to improve the bite. I see a dragon turtle and I think about a snapping turtle, which, which are native to Minnesota, where I'm from, and they have nasty, nasty bites. A snapping turtle bite is powerful enough to like take off, to break a bone or take off a limb. I kind of think the dragon turtle's bite should be similarly nasty. If this massive gargantuan creature gets its jaws around you, I don't think a couple of D10s are sufficient. It could grapple you, maybe. It could swallow you. I just feel like something to try to tie down at least one character. We could probably also improve the tail attack. I think a farther throw and a knock prone is probably worth doing. Just anything we can to make the dragon turtle's action economy a little bit less one-sided. But that brings us to the end of our Dragon Turtle episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with either the next Dragon episode or potentially another guest episode, depending on how quickly I can edit, so stay tuned for that. But until then, thank you so much for listening. I hope that this episode has put a shell on you. Happy adventuring. Monster of the Week is a ProDM production. You can follow us on Twitter at ProDMTimothy. If you like the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Even $1 a month grants you access to the redesigned monsters that we discuss here on the show. You can find us at patreon.com slash ProDM. You can catch those monster redesigned streams Thursdays at 2 p.m. on our YouTube page. 
The music used in this episode was Rainbow Ride and Waves by Azure Flux, used under an attribution non-commercial share-alike Creative Commons license. Check out their work at azureflux.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.